Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of To The Point Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Warren, and this is actually episode 50, so a little milestone here for To The Point, but joining me tonight is my good friend and UFC aficionado and, you know, former <laughs> wrestling just champion, uh, Brody Terrio. Brody, uh, thank you for joining the pod tonight. That was a, that was a pretty uh, gleaming uh, introduction there, Jug. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> no, I mean... Uh, I mean, you were you were a good wrestler back in the day, so it's it's fair to say, I think. We'll go with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a fan for sure. Right. Um, but yeah, tonight we're gonna be talking about uh, the UFC. Uh, a lot of what happened uh, two weeks ago at UFC 257, the fallout of the lightweight division with Conor McGregor losing, and where we see this heading. But uh, Brody coming into the fight, Poirier McGregor. Uh, who, who are you leaning on? Who do you think was going to win? And uh, were you surprised with the outcome, obviously? Yeah, it's, it's funny you say that. Um, it's hard to, it's hard to ignore the star power. Um, you know, me, I follow the sport. I wouldn't say super closely, but I'm quite familiar with, with Poirier. And if you look at the, the, the fight history of these guys over the past year, um, Poirier has been fighting some of the toughest guys out there and winning. And uh, even still, um, I, I can't help but think that McGregor was going to win this. Um, again, I mean, you're going off of what you saw a year ago, and, and you can't get that star power and that, that flash out of your head from two years ago. So I definitely had Connor um, in my subconscious um, and really kind of dismissed Poirier, as I'm sure a lot of people did. Yeah, I, I, I was in the same mindset as you. I was like, okay, this is just another throwaway fight for Connor. Like, they gave him Cowboy. That was just a gift. Um, then they get Poirier. He'll dispose of him. He'll go win the belt. But, you know, I think the key to the fight was obviously the leg kicks. I mean, I think it wore. I mean, we saw after the fight, Connor could hardly walk. I mean, that front leg that he was just getting brutalized was uh, just caving in on him. And, yeah, he probably got TKO'd a little bit, I think, but the leg giving out was more telling than, you know, the actual knockout, the decision. Absolutely. Like, um, and it's funny you say that. I mean, they, they've talked about this several times since that, that fight happened, but these leg kicks aren't overly, um, they're a relatively new technique that a lot of fighters and, and even fighters from five years ago, which would have been Connor's prime, aren't, aren't used to. Um, I don't think people realize the effectiveness of that leg kick and especially for guys um, who are fighting good boxers and want to keep their distance. So it's a way to chop that leg out. And uh, a lot of boxing relies on, on, you know, you need your, all your power comes from your feet. So if you can knock half of that, that stance out and half of that, that stability out, these, uh, these boxers become um, quite a bit less effective. And it's a lot, it's a lot harder to, uh, to get your, get your knocks in for sure. Yeah. And so when Connor gets knocked on the ground and, you know, he's lost the fight, what, what was your initial thought? Like, where, what were you thinking <laughs> when you saw him go down? Well, I'll tell you one thing I knew, and they've talked about this in previous interviews and stuff. And then a bit of the reporters talked about this, but they said, if, if Poirier can take a couple knocks and stay in it, that might be all he needs. And uh, you kind of saw it in Poirier's body language. Um, I, I say, I, I kind of, I saw, I say what did it for me was a takedown um, that he that he that he got. I think it was halfway through the second round, I believe, or might, it might have been the first. Anyway, that was kind of a tide shifter for me. Um, again, Poirier's a, a boxer and he's a scrapper. He's not a he's not a wrestler by any stretch. Uh, neither is Connor, but I think that 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 takedown was was certainly there first of all. So good on Poirier for noticing that, but it was definitely a surprise for Connor. 
So uh, that was a huge shocker. Um, to see him knocked down with basically a, a taste of his own punch was was pretty uh, was pretty shocking to me. Um, I still go back and watch it. I think it was just a, a big win um, emotionally for for Poirier. I know he didn't go into it as much um, and, and kind of acted like this wasn't a big deal to him. I found um, at the end of the post fight, but I think everyone was shocked, including him. So yeah, that was so, so strange. Was, was how he reacted to winning. He was. It was as if he wasn't excited. Like he was, oh, I, yeah. my charity and my kids and my wife's back home. And I'm like, are you not even excited? Like clearly you're going to get a chance at a belt if you have a brain. And he's like, oh, no, I'm yeah. not really interested. Uh, let's do it. Me and Connor, let's do it again. Like I just found his mindset so strange. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if the lack of, crowd had anything to do with that um mm -hmm. it might have had a bit to do with it um i know he was he was talking after the, the fight and he said i you know i'm a fighter and i'm going to keep doing this because i have my eyes on a, on a title but i don't really enjoy this process anymore um in a weird way i can kind of relate to that um that those types of combat sports take so much out of you physically but also emotionally i mean you're, you're essentially going to war each time you step in there um and and i was i was a wrestler and i felt that so we didn't we didn't strike right so i can't imagine what it was what it was like i mean you're going in there and you're punched in the face um it's a lot of pressure and and even being counted against i mean poria has been been bet against his whole career essentially and keeps showing up so i think part of him is, is a little tired of that um i i'd love to see him stick around i'm confident he can get that belt um but i don't think we'd see maybe a whole lot more of him if and when he does win it yeah no i i agree with you and um, so after the fight, obviously, Habib Nurmagomedov still has the belt as of right now. He said he's retiring, he said he doesn't want to hold up the division, even though that's what he's doing right now. Um, but so out of the title picture that night, we also saw Michael Chandler make his debut coming from Bellador, just knock out Dan Hooker in a really impressive debut. Uh, what did you make of him and, and his prospects in the lightweight division? First of all, let's, uh, let's talk about that flip. <laughs> yeah that was that was pretty cool man it's pretty athletic it was cool i don't know yeah yeah i was uh to be honest i, I had heard of michael chandler i hadn't really watched much of his fights but um typical explosive explosive guy a background wrestler who loves to loves to bang too though so um i was impressed um i know he he talked about a khabib shot or, or a title shot um to me, I, I, I can't help but, but feel that he needs, he needs one more under his belt. Um, I know Bellator is, is, you know, the second most respected league, I'd say, uh, behind the UFC. But I think he's, he, he needs one more big fight um, to really put his place in there. But I was, I was blown away. I mean, Dan Hooker's no, no chump either. Um, his his uh, Muay Thai and his, his knees and his striking are incredible. So, I mean, he beat him at his own game and, and I think uh, Hooker was quite shocked. I mean, we didn't hear a word out of him. Um, I think he just had his first interview on the fight like a few days ago. So I, I think he was he was pretty rocked. So, no, I was I was impressed. Yeah, no, I mean, he was he was a lot of fun to watch just as a fighter. I mean, it was the before the main event, but he he was entertaining. Obviously, he did the flip after, which was it, it was what it was. But um, you know, for being in the same division, him and Connor. I mean, he looks like Connor was so thin when he came out to fight for me. Like he looked like anorexically thin, like. And you see Chandler, who's just like this Greek god, and he's like ripped to shreds. But on paper, if those two fought, I mean, Chandler looks like he's going to kill him. 
Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, see, Connor, thing about Connor, and I noticed in his last fight, is his fighting style has changed quite a bit. Um, he held more of a karate stance before, um, more of a wide-legged, lower stance, and that helps more with kicks. Um, he basically held a boxer stance the whole time. Um, I know people are talking about, they're showing before and after pictures of Connor's stance. They're saying it's stiff. Um, I wouldn't call it stiff. I'd call it a, a change in, in stance and a change in technique. Um, I don't think that's going to fly with, with Chandler. I think he's going to catch you. Um, and it's a little too high up. Chandler's a, a collegiate level wrestler, a D1 wrestler. He's going he's gonna, he's gonna to be uh, back to the well and kind of do some soul search. And, uh, and uh, hopefully he can rise, rise from this. But I think Chandler's a bad matchup for him at the moment. Yeah, I think it'll certainly be tough because Chandler can is a better you know knockout puncher. It seems like anyway than Poirier, and I mean Poirier just TKO'd him. So you know McGregor loses, Chandler wins. That was kind of the headline of two, UFC two fifty seven. But we were mentioned. I mentioned you know Habib. He still got the belt, but let's say let's do the hypothetical. He's gonna vacate the belt here in the next week, ten days. Um, who, which two fighters should fight for the belt next in the lightweight division? If it's up to you and it's based on who deserves it, we'll talk about the fight you want next, but who, who mm-hmm. deserves it? Who, who would be in it for you? Yeah. Um, I'm a bit of a purist. So usually um, who deserves it, I like to think isn't pretty much in line with who I want. <laughs> right. Um, I'd love to see um, Charles Oliveira go for that. Um, he's on an eight fight win streak right now and he's on fire. And, and not only on an eight-fight win streak, but his last fight against Tony. I mean, yes, Gaethje beat Tony, but no one's beat Tony like Oliveira's beat Tony. I mean, he out-Tonyed Tony. Um, just completely mauled this guy. This guy's a legend. Um, I think he deserves a shot. I think he's one of those other guys that gets overlooked. So in an ideal world, I'd like to see Poirier and Oliveira go for the title. Um, do I think that's going to be the matchup? Sad thing is no. Um, I don't think there's enough, there's enough um, business involved in that fight um, I hate to say it but and, and judging by Dana's track record with fights I, I don't think that's the fight he's going to make um, I can't help but I, I'd like to see Gaethje in there if I can't see Oliveira but I think Gaethje Pore might be a might be a good fight um, Pore's beat Gaethje before but it was quite close um, I think I went to third round and they were both uh, they're both gassed out and, and uh, Pore had a big big rush on there and, and TKO'd him at the end but it wasn't uh, it was by no means a blowout so I think that would be a good fight as well but in my perfect world, it's Oliveira and, and Poirier for the title. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm like you. I In sports, I like to reward people that deserve it. And as much as, you know, people like Conor McGregor and, you know, he's the big name, he hasn't earned anything. I mean, he's right. Even, you know, Ariel Hawani, who loves Conor McGregor, he loves to prop him up. And I, I like Ariel, but he likes to prop up the big name fighters more than, you know, the underneath guys. He He's even like Conor's like 10th right now in division. If I was ranking them, like he's not even close to the top, but yeah, Oliveira is an impressive dude. I mean, his, his wrestling, I mean, he, I don't know if anybody's better than him right now. If he, if he gets you on the ground, good luck. Cause he's going to maul you to death. Like you said, Tony, the Tony fight wasn't even close. Um, and Poirier, I want him to go for the belt. I want him to want it. But like you said, I don't think that's his, fo- he wants Diaz. He wants McGregor again. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. Maybe it's because he's a fighter and he's got a couple screws loose, but, um, and maybe it's money too. I can understand that being his age and what he's been through, but yeah, I'm with you. If not, 
Gaethje, I like watching Gaethje fight anybody. But mm-hmm. yeah, like you mentioned, the Gaethje Poirier fight the first time. I mean, Poirier won the fight, but he left the fight. He could barely walk. He was like Connor's leg. He was battered. So a rematch of those two wouldn't be a bad option either. I'm with you. Um, I know uh, I, I did quite a bit of thinking on this, and and another matchup I'd love would be uh, Chandler and Gaethje. Um, they're mm-hmm. both their, their wrestling level is 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 quite near to each other. They're both D1 um, wrestlers. I think they're both all Americans, and I think Gaethje might have been an NCAA champ at one point. Um, but these are fighters who are also showmen and love to love to strike. Um, it, it's funny because they come into the UFC or come into their MMA careers as quote unquote wrestling specialists, but these guys love to love to throw more than they love to wrestle. Wrestling mm-hmm. seems to be a second hand, um, a backup plan for each of them. So I think that's a that's a brawl, um, to be honest. Um, I think Connor, I'd love to see Connor Tony. I think that's kind of where both of them are at. I mean, they're in both in a bit of a rough patch. So I think the winner out of there, um, out of that matchup would, would kind of throw themselves back into the mix and, and we could go from there, but yeah, it's kind of where I'm at. Um, Gaethje Chandler, I think would be a, would be a great, great fight. Yeah. I'm worried that it's going to be Poirier McGregor three for the belt. I mean that if Dana White's track record, that's probably what it's going to be. Um, and uh, it just doesn't sit well with me because I just have a feeling Connor's going to win it the third time around and he's going to get a belt he doesn't deserve, which his fans will love. But, you know, I don't root for anybody, yeah. but I root, I, I'd like to see the right person have the belt. And for a sport, that's my biggest fault with the UFC. And we can pivot from, we can talk about lightweight division when it comes to rankings. It, it just doesn't sit well with me that fighters that, that get opportunities for belts that don't deserve it just because they're flashier than, you know, really good wrestlers slash, you know, fighters. Yeah. Yeah. UFC is a weird sport that way. Um, it's, it's up there with some of my favorite sports, but that's my one, you know, my one bugaboo with, with the sport, if you will. Um, it's at the end of the day, um, it's a, it's a business sport and they're going for the money fights at the end of the day. And that's, it sucks. I mean, it's, we're in an era now and they, and these fighters are talking about it a lot, but we're in an era now where Instagram followers basically dictates who you get next and your, you know, your, your clout online. So um, yeah, for the pure sportsman, it's, a, it's something that you got to fight with and, and, and it can be frustrating at times, but um, I'm hoping that Dana, you know, I think he's getting a lot of, pushback on this one and uh i know a lot of the journalists are covering this and i really i have a hard time believing that um well i shouldn't say that um he's done it before connor could end up in the title fight um but i think it's such a hard call to put him in there now like it's he's gonna he's gonna piss a lot of people off um not that he not that he's been opposed to that before but but we'll see yeah what would worry me if i was dana white is if i see guys like Oliveira, like gaichi uh possibly Poirier, depending on what, what fight he gets revolt, um, and just say, well, I'm out. Like, I, I don't need to do this anymore. Um, especially a guy like yeah. Gaethje, who's actually voiced it publicly that if, you know, McGregor gets a title shot before him, or even before he even said Oliveira that he would quit, that he would retire. I don't know if he'd do it, yeah. but I think there, I think some fighters need to stand up and kind of make a point because this is going to happen forever. And not only is it going to happen forever, but I think it's getting worse. Um, back in, you know, back in the GSP days, um, well, first of all, social media wasn't near what it was. And that seems to be the engine behind um, 
who gets popular and who doesn't. I mean, it is in UFC and it's, it is outside the UFC, right? That's really what, what I come down to in terms of popularity these days. So um, I'd love to one day see um, the UFC turn into some kind of a bracket, you know, and they keep track of wins and losses just like they do with every other sport. Mm. Um, and again, yes, they do rankings and rankings have a bit of a driving force as to who gets matched up with who. But again, those rankings are subjective at the end of the day. They don't, there's no dollars and cents um, alongside those. It's, it's what have you done for me lately is the type of league that is. And uh, it's disappointing to the, to the sportsmen. So one day I hope, uh, I think you can agree with me one day. I hope that, that they'll sort that out and make it more of a, a fair fight for these guys who aren't focusing on, on their, uh, their followers and they're focusing on their craft. So. Right. So for you with the ranking system, would you, would you just say if you're, if you're winning at the time, if you get it, you know, you mentioned Oliveira, he's got an eight fight win streak. Do you base that when it comes to ranking saying, okay, he should be number one right now because he beat X and X and, you know, move it from there. Yeah. Um, I think so. Um, I think there, I don't think it's going to be as cut and dry as that. I think there's always going to be a, a bit of subjectivity to it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause the, it gets, it gets complicated, but I mean, how can you ignore someone who's on an eight fight win streak and let's not forget an eight fight, eight fight win streak is, is a good two, three years in the UFC. If you're, if you're very active. So, um, you know, this guy's been a dark night and, and been a silent killer for the last couple of years. And, you know, he doesn't know English very well. It's probably a large part of the reason why, um, he's not as popular as he is. Right. Which is, which is a shame. Um, and I mean, if, if you take a look at what he did to Tony, I know Tony's kind of on the downside right now, I think, um, he's getting older, but I mean, you can't ignore, you can't ignore the, uh, the clinic that he put on there. Um, that was just, I didn't see that coming. That was just incredible to me. So I think he's, he's gotta be next in line in my opinion. Yeah. So yeah, I, I really hope that is the fight and, so in the perfect world, we get what we want. It's Oliveira, Gaethje, or Oliveira, uh, you know, going down another path. It's not with Connor; it's with Poirier. Who does yep. Connor? You mentioned Tony. Uh, do you have any interest in watching McGregor Diaz three? I I do. Um, I think now might be the time to do it. Um, it's it's a fun fight. Um, I do appreciate that part of the UFC. Um, you can that's kind of what keeps people in. Um, I don't want to totally dismiss that side of the sport because it's a lot of fun. Um, and I think just the fun they've had in these past two fights and the, and the publicity and the kind of um, animosity that they, they pulled out of each other for those fights um, would, would be awesome again. Saying that, I truly think Connor's a different man than he was two years ago. Um, I don't know if you're going to get the same Connor um, at the pre-fight press conferences. Um, that you would otherwise having said that i think diaz might not let him be so uh reserved you know if anybody's gonna pull that demon back out of connor it would be um a diaz brother so that excites me quite a bit yeah i'm with you I, i'd rather see them fight the third time than poirier mcgregor i just don't think there's enough there when it comes to rivalry like you know they had six years between fights between these two and there really wasn't any hostility i mean they shaking yep. hands talking about how they love each other's wives and congrats on your kid and all i'm like okay breakfast <laughs> club here let's go um yeah. you know diaz and connor i think they respect one another but they do have a hatred there that i think will exist forever and you know D- diaz is fun because you know he's just gonna beat the hell out of you or get the hell beat out of him so <laughs> it sounds yep. brutal but in theory but it, it it is a lot of fun to watch 
yeah, he's a, he's a scrapper through and through. And he's one of those OGs, right? Like he's been around, um, well, his, his older brother, um, was, uh, was in the GSP era and he kind of came in towards the end of the GSP era. So, um, he's one of those guys that's a perfect example of someone who, you know, is popular, could have maybe have a title shot, but doesn't have that star power um, to push him through. He's quite inconsistent, I find. I mean, one minute he's interested, one minute he's not. He goes away for a year, runs a triathlon, and decides once to come back. So um, I think I think Connor Connor Nade is is the fight to make right now, to be honest. Yeah, mm. or Connor Tony. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Either of those, I'm fine with for Connor. I mean, you can put that on a pay per view, and it can be the main event, and it doesn't have to be for a belt. Like I think people are going to buy that regardless. Yeah. So I, I, I'd buy that hat more happy than Poirier McGregor for the lightweight belt. But so there's always the other option where we got Habib's got the belt right now. He hasn't vacated it yet. And now there's rumors this week that George St. Pierre could come out of retirement and fight Habib. Um, you know, both, both sides are kind of coy about it. Dana White said that fight's not going to happen, but Dana White lies every second word he says. So how big a fight do you think this would be for the UFC? Like, do you think this is like a milestone fight for the, for the company? Um, if, if they were to put this together, I think this would shatter any records that we've ever had. Um, the uh, GSP was just a, he was a larger than life star. He was the Connor of his time and mm-hmm. he was a Connor of his time who had the record to back it up too um and the well-roundedness to back it up and keep in mind it's it's khabib and gsp both are are uh, pretty respectful guys like you're not going to hear a peep out of them in terms of trash talk um that might be the only thing that would hold this back um the the contest there um i mean they've talked about it for for years um i think khabib wants that fight more than anything um, I don't know if it was just a money thing that didn't work out or, or what. Um, I know Khabib's got this thing with his father and his mother doesn't want him to, to fight anymore now that his father's passed. But um, I, I would just lose my mind if that actually happened. Um, I have my doubts. I mean, they've mentioned this before. Um, it's a lot of, a lot of bullshit on, on um, UFC journalism, I find. <laughs> so yeah. it's hard to sift through it sometimes. But, uh, you know, I have my doubts, but I would be stoked to see that. Yeah, likewise, um, you know, just obviously George St. Pierre being a Canadian, being one of the greatest fighters to ever step in the octagon. I mean, him fighting arguably the next greatest fighter. I mean, I mean that's, that's pretty incredible. Um, and I agree with you. I think it would shatter records. I, I think the UFC, true UFC fans are going to buy that every time. You know, the, the casuals may just poke in for Conor McGregor. But it's, um, yeah, it's definitely something um, I like. But we mentioned it before. I hate it for George St. Pierre right now. He hasn't fought in forever and he's going in there against the little beast that is Habib. I mean, that's, I see that as a big mess for him. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Like we had, we had that GSP come back. What was it? Maybe two years ago now when he came up to, what was it? Middle to fight Bisping or yeah, middle. Yeah. Might've been light heavy. Um, anyway, that was, uh, he shocked me there. Um, I shouldn't have been so shocked. Um, but, I think Khabib's a whole other beast here. I don't think I've never seen a wrestler like him. And, uh, you know, GSP is known, he's a great wrestler, but he's, he's more well known for his, his well-roundedness as a fighter. And I just don't think, I mean, you combine his age with the fact that he hasn't been in in a while. Um, I think Khabib takes this, um, 
I hate to say it. Um, I love my boy GSP, but I don't think he's got uh, he's got much here to be honest. It's just age, I think. Yeah, I mean, like you said, having not we've seen Connor not fight for a year, and I mean GSP hasn't fought since I think 2017. He fought Bisping, so yeah, that's a long time between fights. And what do you think they'd have to fight at? Because I don't think George is dropping to 155 to fight. Like they'd have to, what do you think? Meet in the middle? Uh, probably they'll probably do a catch weight. I think if anything, um, I think, well, Khabib's a heavy, he's a heavy lightweight. Um, I think he might walk around at 160, 165. Mind you, I think GSP is probably walking around at like 180, 190. Yeah. He said, so, uh, interview a couple weeks ago, he's walking around like 185 now. Yeah. So I, I, I'd almost, I don't know. Uh, they might do, I wouldn't be surprised if they made GSP come down a bit. Um, mm-hmm. but, but who knows? Um, I think the heavier they go, the better it is for GSP. Because yeah. um, really, I think all he's got in this fight is a, is a striking. I don't think he can keep up with him wrestling wise. So if he can more weight, the more punching power, and he might be able to catch him. But <laughs> has anyone caught him yet? Mm-hmm. And let's not forget, um, Khabib's got a fucking chin on him. Mm-hmm. Excuse my language. <laughs> no, <laughs> like no. he We're he good. can uh, he can uh, he can hang with the best of them, um, and and give a few of them himself too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he took shots from Connor, and you know they they didn't really phase him. I mean, so oh yeah, Connor's a striker. So well, did you see how he walked down Gaethje? Like yeah. just no respect for his striking at all. Like just walking down, and Gaethje's got dynamite in his hand. Like he, he uh, he's amazing, and he knows it. And, yeah, uh, it's it's amazing to see. I'm gonna miss him for sure. Oh yeah, he's he's a wonder to watch. I mean, he's just like you said, he's so confident. He knows how good he is, but at the same time. He kind of gives his opponent an in. Like Gagey's like, oh, I just landed a shot on him. And then like 30 seconds later, he did that amazing takedown to his leg. And he was getting choked out like within seconds. I was like, okay, that's just pure dominance. But yeah. Yeah. But, and the fact that he he submitted him. I mean, mm-hmm. he and let's not forget, Gagey's a collegiate level D1 wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like he's a he doesn't know what he's doing on the ground. I mean, he's beat the best guys in the States. Um, some of the best guys in the world before he was a UFC fighter. And he makes him look like he hasn't wrestled before. That's kind of what he does, right? It's, it's pretty yeah. incredible. But if he doesn't fight George, if I was him, I wouldn't fight again. There's nobody there that would really interest me. And I don't think anybody could beat him in the lightweight division right now, the way it stands. No. And it's it's funny. You see, it, it, it's, it's, you see a lot of uh, greats kind of push it a little too far and, and kind of, you know, take a few losses and kind of go out on a bit of a sour note, in my opinion. Um, you know, Anderson Silva is a good example. I think he he should have quit. You know, hung up hung up the gloves ten years ago, maybe five. Um, but you know, he's still there. I think he just fought his last fight there this year against uh, who was that? Um, it slipped my mind right now. But uh, yeah, so I, I think he left at the perfect time. Um, in my opinion, I, I think he's the undisputed goat. I don't think I don't think you can really argue with that. I mean, who's he's never lost in his professional career. No, you know, twenty nine and zero. It's it's incredible. Yeah, we'd love to see him go to thirty, but you know, I'm I am okay with him leaving. To be honest, like I think he's he's shown what he needed to show. I don't think he I don't think he needs to prove anymore. Yeah, no, I agree completely. And you know, the lightweight division will be interesting to watch. Uh, obviously, the pay per views are kind of lined up until April right now, but you got to think Poirier. He, he won the fight, so he's not going to have to wait that long. I think he could fight probably in may if they really wanted him to yeah yeah and and like you said i think i don't think they have any other option but i i I hope he's in that title title fight i don't think 
I don't know how they couldn't give him mm-hmm. that title shot. So, um, yeah, he's a, he's a fighter, man. Like he, uh, he's been fighting consistently for the past two years. Like he hasn't really taken any time off. So, um, I think getting, honestly, I think getting him in there sooner rather than later is probably better. Right. Um, he can ride this high a bit and, and confidence would be at an all time high right now. So, um, I think if he's got any shot to take the lightweight title, it should be soon. Yeah. And you know, moving on from the lightweight to also UFC 257, there's this rising female star in Amanda uh, Rebos or Rehas. It's her, she's a Brazilian, you know, she's a big social media star. She's kind of, um, kind of Ronda Rousey-esque. I think they, that's how they kind of want to promote her. And, you know, she's coming in fighting Rodriguez and she's a big favorite. Uh, like I said, she's promoted as this next big thing. And, you know, she dominates the first round, kind of looks like she's going to cut cruise. out there a bit there, Jug. Oh, cut. Uh, you back now? I think, uh, I think you're cutting out. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Just having some technical issues here. Um, Got it. I missed that whole thing. Sorry about that. Uh, no problem. I was saying on uh, USC 57, we saw uh, Amanda Rebos or Rehas. Um, she uh, she's kind of being promoted as the next. I, I'm going to say Ronda Rousey. I think that's fair to say. Maybe Amanda Nunez um, before the fight. She kind of, she goes in, she fights Rodriguez. She dominates the first round. Looks like she's going to cruise to a victory. Then in the second round, she basically got knocked out twice. Uh, she gets just, just whacked by Rodriguez. Herb Dean's like, uh, should I step in? Should I not? She's kind of glossy eyed. Uh, and then he's like, no. And Rodriguez starts celebrating and he's like, no, no, the fight's not over. So we're all yeah. like, what the hell? And then, you know, Rodriguez, about 10 seconds later connects again and then he has to step in. But what do you make of her as a fighter? And uh, what did you make of the stoppage and how that went down? Um, yeah, I guess talk about the, the stoppage first. That was, that was strange. Um, you don't see that very often. Um, I don't know if, if he, Herbie might've touched her, um, mm-hmm. maybe put his hand on her. That might've been what triggered her to, to stop. Um, they drill it into fighters' heads. They say you basically, you know, you fight till the ref pulls you off. Um, and, and that's for situations like that. I mean, it's quite possible that he bus could have, could have came to right there and then you're back to a regular fight and, and, uh, you know, it could have been, it could have been, uh, it could have changed tides right there at, at, at that, at that point. And that was a weird stoppage. Um, but yeah, props to, props to Rodriguez for, for basically putting her away two times. So, um, that fight was like you said, I mean, I, I had Heba, I think everyone had Hebus coming into it. I mean, rising star, um, they've been promoting her quite a bit. Um, yeah, like you said, kind of the next Rousey, next big female personality to come into it. Um, but it's hard to, hard to keep that going when you lose. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think she, uh, I think she just got caught. I'd like to see them run that back. I think, uh, they're, they're both really close. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to see them fight again. I think he must could maybe take that one. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing that rematch either. And I think, yeah, it's something Dana White would be interested in just because he wants her to keep winning, obviously. I mean, he wants her, he wants her as his next big star. And, you know, this is something I think a lot of sports have struggled with Brody, but marketing women, um, the UFC, yeah, they struggle to do it. I mean, they got Ronda, they got Nunez. I mean, name me another fighter. They've really done a good job marketing. I mean, it, it's tough. That whole 
the whole female division and, you know, straw weight, fly weight, what have you, it's, it's hard. You really don't know any of the fighters before you see them. If you buy the card, obviously, but other than that, there's no real household names yeah. in, in the women's game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, part of that is, and I've noticed it even with Ronda Rousey, there seems to be a huge gap between um, these superstar fighters and the rest. Um, you know, they're at a point with Amanda now, they don't really know what to do with her at this point. I mean, she's cleaning out the featherweight division. She's cleaning out the bantamweight division. Um, Anderson, I think, is who she's fighting. And this is on this... Um, I think it's on the is it on the Adesanya card or the yeah. uh Usman card yeah she's fighting. i think yeah it's is the it, uh, Usman yeah i think so I can look that Usman. Up. um anderson who she's fighting and i was i was reading up on this today she's on her last fight of a six fight contract Oof. and uh they're saying they can't remember the last time someone was fighting for a title and didn't have another fight left in the contract and with no you know indication that she's going to resign so to me, it seems like they're kind of giving her last-ditch effort and get her out of the league because she's getting older, and it's just another kind of a throwaway fight for, for Nunez to win. Um, I don't know if they know what to do with her, so it's going to be interesting what what happens there. Um, but again, like you've got, uh, you know, Valentina, you've got uh, Jacek, you've got mm-hmm. Jaylee Wang um, coming up. Um, but apart from that, it's, it's pretty sparse. Um, they have a hard time finding, I think, high, high level talent, at least right now on um, the sports growing for sure. So I think in the next coming years, you're going to see that grow, but they're in a bit of a rough spot right now, I think. Yeah, it, it, it's tough. I mean, I, like you said, you, I kind of thought of, uh, on D check, uh, she was really the, the big name for me. And then she got beat uh, that shocking loss that she got, but yeah, hopefully they can do a little bit of a better job because you know, I, I've started to follow the sport more, more closely, but you know, even, even for me, I call myself an above average casual. It it's tough to to know all the fighters. Obviously, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of different fighters, a lot of different events. But I think they can do a better job. And yeah, Nunez, she's fighting on the card with uh, Blashowitz and uh, Blashowitz and Adianza on March sixth. Yeah. yeah, she's in the co-main event. So okay. But that's going to be uh, an interesting one too, I think. Yes. So talk, talking about that one, that card, we'll move back to Usman Burns later because that's an interesting one. Sure. But with the with that USC two fifty nine March sixth, I mean you got Peter Yan who's fighting for uh, you got three three title fights, him, the Nunez, and then Blaschewitz Adienza. Um, with the main event there with Blaschewitz Adienza, they're both uh, they're fighting to unify the belts. Um, who I mean, Adianza has he's 20 and 0. I mean, he's a really impressive guy, but do you give Blashwitz any chance of winning that fight? Uh he's Blashwitz is a is a beast. Um, you know, you gotta give credit where credit's due. Um, I I have a hard time um shaking the feeling that that Adesanya is gonna do to him what he did to everyone else. Um he's his striking is is next level. Um I've I've you don't see someone that big usually move like he does. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty incredible to watch um, how smooth he is. I mean, you see that stuff out of a out of a, a lightweight um, or a, maybe a welterweight, but you don't see that kind of movement out of a out of a middleweight or a light heavyweight. And he's moving up for this fight, I believe. So um, it's going to be interesting. Um, I think he's going to be one of those guys that you're going to see for a long time out of Sonia. He might go undefeated for a while, um, 
you know, like I mentioned, uh, Anderson was on on the downslide, but he also made easy work of Anderson, which is no small feat in any in any mm-hmm. case. So um, it's going to be interesting. Um, I know. Uh, um, yeah, that's that's going to be something. Something I'm going to have to keep an eye on that guy. I think he's going to be he's going to be uh, breaking records. I think down the line, he's not very old. I think he's late twenties. So, yeah, he is. Yeah, you know, he's got a, 26 or 27. So he, he's got a yeah. long runway here if he wants it. Oh, he certainly does. And I, I just, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll see. I mean, Blockwoods could surprise me, but I, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he's definitely the clear favorite. I mean, he's, he's just a great fighter. I mean, he doesn't, not much. He doesn't do well. I think he can knock you the hell out if he wants you to. He can take you on the ground, choke you out. Um, my big worry for him is we kind of talked about this earlier with Nunez. What are they going to do with him? When he wins this fight, he's moving up. He's unifying belts. Like, who's his next competition? You know, it, <laughs> it, it's yeah. That's the, that's the worry when you do this because you know one of them's going to win, one of them's going to lose. So the loser can drop down, kind of work himself back up, kind of the Max Holloway uh, route. But sure. I worry about him and you know how the UFC will put him in fights because you know some some of the guys you know before the fight he's going to win, and uh, this one I wouldn't say is an obvious one but you know putting him in that division i think some of them are just fights that are will be for him be like okay that's a joke like just give me my money i'm done yeah um i think of one one does come to mind and that's another huge huge blockbuster fight but john jones Mm -hmm. um and it's hard to trust what john says because he's in he's out he's up he's down but uh, if they could line that one up i think that's a that's a great fight um i the only problem I see for Adesanya is I don't think John wants to move down. I think they want to do it at heavyweight. Yeah. And that might be that might be a little too heavy for, for Adesanya. I think if they could get it down to light, heavy, or middle, um, which John does have that weight to lose, I think you got a real fight on your hands. But um, I think the size might be too much for Adesanya. But um, if I were to pick one fight after, assuming Adesanya wins this next one, I'd love to see him and John, Jones go at it. Yeah, no, that, that would be great. I mean, Adesanya he already said it. He said, I want to fight John Jones. Like he's already saying, I'm going to win this fight. I want John. But do you think John would rather face the winner of Miocic Naganu than Adianza? Or that's the other thing. Yeah. There's a lot of options there. Um, I think, I think John would probably take that, um, steel, uh, Stipe fight first. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that as if I'm assuming Stipe is going to win. Um, and Ghana's got dynamite in his hands as we've seen before. So that I really don't know what's going to happen between those two. Um, that's a great matchup. I'm excited yeah, for that one. I'm excited so, for that one too. Um, I'm also not surprised if John's just talking too. I mean, he, he does a lot of that. So um, we'll see. But yeah, I think either of those matchups are good. Um, honestly, I think I, I think I like Adesanya's chances more than I'd like Stipe's, to be honest. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, um, Stipe's too slow, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, jo- I mean, John, when he's on his game, I mean, he's one of the best ever I and mean, he's got all the pd shit and I, i'm not a big fan of that when you get caught you know i lose a lot of respect for you when it comes to the greatest of all times and things like that but you know he's beaten daniel cormier i mean he's beaten pretty much everybody that you'd want him to beat um but yeah if i'm out if i'm out of i want john jones because i in his mind honestly me personally i think he can beat him and yeah, talk about legacy i mean beating him you know that puts you closer to the, you know, the Habib conversation where you're talking about yep. guys being Goat status. beating champions like great in their sport. 
I don't know if Habib has a win on his resume that would be as impressive as Adianza's with John Jones. Yeah, yeah. And part of that's because um, Adesanya and John, um, both very well-rounded. That's really the only knock you can give to Khabib is, you know, he's not, unless you're a fan of the sport and you're a fan, you're a purist, he's not overly entertaining to watch. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, like you said, I think uh, there's definitely a conversation to be had if, if Adesanya could put John Jones away. Um, he's not that old. It's funny, John, uh, who knows where John Jones would be if he wasn't, you know, so distracted, you know? Right. That's uh, putting it, putting it nicely. Yeah. <laughs> <Distracted>. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's weird for sure. Um, a lot of stars yeah. around right now. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll talk about Usman Burns in a second, but we talked about Miocic and Ganu. Uh, do you think old Frankie's got a chance? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I mean, all he's got to do is connect, right? I mean, you saw with Alistair over him. He knocked him into, uh, you know, another dimension, I think, <laughs> that, that knockout of. That one made me wince. Um, yeah, he's a uh, he's a puncher for sure. I think Stipe is going to wrestle him. To be honest, um, stay as far away from that right hand as you can. Is <laughs> wouldn't be my strategy going in, but uh, I still think it's going to be a good fight, though. Um, you know, um, and Gone is a great athlete too. He can keep up with him. Um, they're both in great shape for their for their size, so I yeah. think it's it, I could see that going four rounds mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I, I like, yeah, I mean, he's obviously got a puncher's chance, man. I think he's got the best, the best hands in, in the UFC right now. Just, he's scary when he's throwing punches. I mean, he, he's, he's gotten a lot better since that fight he had with Derek Lewis and it was so boring and neither of them threw a punch. Like he's in way better shape now. I think he's better prepared for this fight with, with Miocic than he was in the past. And, you know, I hope, I hope it goes through, you know, I hope he gets everything he's hoping for because, it's, he's probably never going to get one again if he doesn't win. It's kind of where I'm at too. Yeah, yeah. I think he uh, he's definitely got a shot, like I said. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see on fight night. Um, the the other thing for Jones, maybe John Jones fighting Adianza and the better chance is that Miocic takes so much time off. Uh, you know, he fought Cormier. This is one of his quicker runbacks because he's been taking like a year off sometimes between fights. I mean, fight Cormier, I think in July, and he, this past August, he fought him again. So he's fighting in March. So it's a quicker turnaround time, but I'm sure if they fought, if they, they're going to fight in March, uh, end of March, I'm sure Dana's going to be like, okay, you're fighting in August. I don't give a shit how you feel like get, get ready. You're fighting John in August, but maybe the Adianza fight becomes a, bigger possibility if uh Miocic is taking his time yeah um it's funny like John John's kind of got that Connor um power over Dana too um Mm -hmm. he can string things out really as long as he wants um I think if you're going to see John fight it'll be at the end of the year to be honest um I think they're they're going to do that from a marketing perspective too I think they want a lot lot of time to build this up um but uh yeah like you said I think uh I think ring rust is a real thing um we haven't seen um, it really negatively affects Stipe all too much. I mean, I know he lost to Cormier once there, but but came right back and, and got that trilogy win. So um, we'll see. I mean, obviously, you know, with Connor, it's 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 a real thing. Um, it affects some fighters more than others, I think. So um, we'll definitely see see what happens. But yeah, I know if I was is in there, um, <laughs> lofty goals, lofty dreams. But I'd be uh, I'd be fighting as much as I can. Yeah. No. Agreed. And. So next weekend, obviously, is the Kamara Usman 
uh, Gilbert Burns fight. It was supposed to happen in July. Uh, Burns tested positive for, for COVID about 10 days before the fight. Then uh, Jorge Gamebred Masvidal had to step in, fight for him. Really wasn't that close of a fight. But um, Usman's, he's a great, great fighter. Only one loss in his resume, 17 and one. But how, how do you like Burns' Burns's chances going into this this tilt here at welterweight? Yeah, um, I, I like them. Um, he fights a little, really similarly to, to Kamaru, I find. Um, you know, he can he can do whatever. He's a great um, grappler, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. Um, has shown it several times, but also has dynamite in his hands. Um, but I mean, Kamaru and uh, what impressed me about Kamaru is just the athleticism that he has. Um, he uh, is another old wrestler, but uh, a wrestler loves to loves to throw. Um, he um, his mental toughness, I think, is something that's got to be commended to. Um, you know, fighting Colby is not easy. Um, yeah. You know all that crap that he pulls. Um, you know, um, and he he fought through that 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 buzz and that uh, that crap and and really, you know, and Colby came came at him and gave it to him good. Like that was a good fight. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know push through it and the record speaks for itself um he's consistent i think that's what's gonna what's gonna win it but i certainly don't count burns out um so i forget their their teammates so um burns would be quite familiar with how this guy fights and vice versa so um it's gonna be good um if you had to if, you had, if i had to pick um i'm gonna say tomorrow gets another title defense but i think i think burns is close behind as as a welterweight champ here in the next year he's he's young yeah, yeah, he is. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I, I like his chances too. I think he's a, like you said, Kamara's so big. He's only fights at welterweight, but he seems bigger than he is. I mean, he's just a yeah. dude. Like he can, he fought Masvidal and he just basically like absorbed him. Like he, Masvidal couldn't do anything. Um, but I think Burns will fight back a little more. I think he's got a little bit better punching power. Um, he's not going to get suffocated as easily as Masvidal did. But, you know, I think Usman... We mentioned Adianza. I think he's one of the better fighters in the UFC. I mean, he's 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 impressive to watch. He's not always the uh, the funnest to watch, I'd say, because he can he can win grappling and you know for purists, that's probably great. But you know, if you're a casual, you're probably like, okay. I want to see two guys just punch it out. But you know, he he does what he has to do to win, and that's all that really matters. I mean, when it comes to winning and you know making a living, that's what Usman does. I mean, one loss in his career, and he's only gotten better and better. Absolutely. Yeah. He's, he's great at blocking out the noise. Um, I think that's, that's a big part of it. And, you know, they used to talk about Tyron Woodley kind of in the same light, but um, I think the, the fame and the, and the, the crap, I guess. Oh, we just lost Brody here. Connection might've cut out a little bit, but um, you know, I think he was saying Tyron Woodley was a, a champion in the UFC. He, uh, he was a great fighter, but he didn't, you know, Woodley didn't care how, how he won. You know, there was, t- there was fights where people were booing him, booing him. And he just said, I don't care. I won. Do I still got the belt. Screw you guys. Um, and you know, I, I can appreciate that because who cares? I mean, it's not about the fans at that point. It's about winning. Yeah. Um, but for Usman, uh, he said this week, he wants to fight Masvidal again, you know, saying if he beats Burns, he said he, he didn't do enough to beat Masvidal. He wants to knock him out. He kind of wants to shut him up a little bit. Um, mm. Is that a fight that intrigues you? Or are you kind of like, okay, I saw it once and I don't need to see it a second time? 
Yeah, I mean that that uh, the the fun of the the UFC. Um, I see a lot in Masvidal. Um, I think it's he brings a lot of energy and fun to it, but mm-hmm. he's just not there. Um, I think. Yeah, I mean, he. I think he could knock him out. Um, I'm. I don't think I'd pay for it, but, um, you know, I like seeing Masvidal fight normally. Um, I like. I like that he's kind of. He's one of those guys that has been around forever and just recently has kind of, you know, come to the top and then has turned into a fan favorite. But I think Masvidal might might be better off. I'd love to see him and Nate run it back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's more his lane. I don't. I don't think he needs to be be up there hanging with Usman. I don't think it's. It might be a good money money fight for him but other than that i don't think it's it's much yeah so you mentioned you wouldn't pay for it so what what's what's your criteria when you're gonna buy a pay-per-view like what like uzman next weekend is that something that you're interested in getting or are you just gonna see who wins like how, how what's your how do you look at different pay-per-views and what, when to buy and when not to buy good question um you know everyone's got their favorites um you know skill wise or non-skill wise i definitely have guys that i like to tune into um like for example, um, Askren and and Masvidal. Um, the beef there alone was enough for me to go. Mm, well, I think I'm gonna. I think I'll tune in. Um, but like I said, um, the, the skill wasn't there. That was definitely a, a money fight. And uh, you know, there, there's definitely a place in the UFC for that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's kind of a case by case thing. I think for me, like uh, you know, I've got a, I've got a lot of my favorites. I, I tend to lean towards heavier heavier boats. Um, um, more more middleweight welterweight welterweight used to be my favorite uh you know back in the gsp days i wouldn't miss wouldn't miss a gsp fight but uh yeah i think it's case by case for me um you know it could definitely be a fan favorite fighter once in a while but i'd say i'd, I'd gravitate generally towards um you know good matchups essentially right you know styles make fights yeah yeah i'm with you and yeah i think the ufc's done a good job at spreading out some of these great fights so they got uzman next weekend then they got the next pay-per-view they got three title fights and then the next pay-per-view, they got, you know, Miocic and Ganu. And those are all pretty tough to, for me to say, okay, I'm not going to buy it. Like, the, those are yeah. all good good matchups and good pay-per-views that, you know, they've already got me. I'm going to buy it. It was my next week. I already know it. Like, I don't really want to, yeah. but I'm going to. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, first off, uh, first off, 2021 is big for the UFC, yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're good at that. Um Let's let's talk before we close out the night here. Let's talk about the Holloway Cater fight. Uh that was a I mean Max Holloway is a, a crazy, crazy dude. Uh oh, man. He's fun to watch, but you know, he, he hit Cater like something like 450 times or something in the in the fight. It was insane. Yeah. And yeah. you know, halfway through it, he's yelling at Daniel Cormier and talking to Dana White. And he's, you know, he's clearly a, a weird dude, but uh yeah. What, what do you make of him in the fight and then his prospects moving forward? Yeah. So that wasn't 400 strike strikes, but that was 400 significant strikes. So mm-hmm. total strikes is in the 700 high 600 range, which is out of this world. Like I've never, I've never seen anything like that before. And you know what props to Cal Cater. Mm-hmm. Like he's a tough SOB man, like to hang with him for five rounds. Like, and, and they could have called that thing. After oh, yeah. the third I round. thought they were going like, to at the start of the fourth round. He hit him hard there, and I thought, oh yeah, yeah. I don't know how he how he tough through it. Just you know, tough old Boston boy, I guess Calvin Cater is. But yeah, it was. And, and you know, you talk about the zone. Um, Holloway was in the zone, man. He couldn't he couldn't miss that night. Uh, yeah, yeah, yelling at the commentators and the best boxer in the UFC. It's pretty funny. Um, 
I don't know if I agree with it, but he's definitely up there, man. Um, what's what impressed me about Holloway is his ability to just shrug off losses. Like mm-hmm. Volkanovski beat him twice. Um, you know, it's hard to convincingly beat Holloway, but uh, you know, Volkanovski did a good job. But I also think that you know we're seeing a new um, Holloway in a, in a rebuild here. I think so. I, I would look out for that uh, that flyweight title for sure, or that featherweight title. Excuse me. Yeah, uh, you know, he's a guy, like you said, he lost to Poirier twice. He's lost to Volkanovski twice, and he just comes back. And uh, I think, you know, Volkanovski's fighting here soon, too. On, on paper, it might be on the Miocic one. But um, I assume he'll, even if he doesn't win, I think Holloway probably deserves the next title. Even losing twice, he probably deserves that third chance after you know, that impressive outing. Yeah, yeah, he's got Brian Ortega here in a, in a few weeks' time. Um, which is no small fight, but I think I think Volkanovski will 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 take care of Ortega um, pretty pretty convincingly, and I think that's definitely the next fight to make in that trilogy. I don't think you can ignore it. I mean, it's a similar situation. There's really no one else at this point. Um, there's about three or four guys there kind of sitting at the top, and I think I think Holloway's earned his. But that performance, it's hard to ignore that. You know, I think he's earned his third shot this title. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like I said, if he fights like he did then. Um, I know Volkanovski's saying, yeah, he's not going to, you know, once I, once I shoot and take this to the ground, he's not going to be able to throw his punches, but I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Every fight's a new fight you know, and uh, anyone can win on any given day. So I like Holloway's chances third time around. Yeah, no, likewise. Uh, he's, he's fun to watch. Uh, he's a cra- crazy cat. So uh, I get a lot of entertainment from him. Um, but yeah, a lot of UFC action coming. I mean, it returns this weekend. Uh, Volkov in the main event against uh, Alistair Overeem. We got my guy Derek Lewis fighting in a couple weeks, you know, aka Black Jesus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, a lot of great pay per views, but, you know, we'll be tuned into it. And, uh, but Brody, uh, thanks for coming on tonight. I, I really appreciate it. And we'll, you'll have to come back on and we'll talk about uh, some of the outcomes in the next few months. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do this, uh, do this soon there, Jug. Thanks for having me on, buddy. Um, nope. Thanks. Thanks to Brody and, uh, everybody, thank you for tuning in, uh, for to the point I'm Noel Warren. He's Brody Terrio. Uh, everybody have a great night and, uh, we'll talk soon.